Thank you for choosing to listen to this episode of Talkin' Anime. I'd like to give a huge shout out to our patrons, Gachi Man and James. If you're also interested in supporting the show, please consider checking out our Patreon or Coffee. Enjoy the episode. Quoty show, everybody, and welcome to the hashtag best worst anime podcast round. It's time for the hashtag best worst anime podcast opener. Hit the theme music. Everybody, it's talking anime. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is another fantastic freaking day in the world of talking anime because it is a new episode. It is your host with some of the most, Mitch, and of course, with me as usual, he is the hopeless romantic Sky. Hey, Sky, how's it going? Uh, doing pretty good. It's uh, glad to have you back after last week. You know? uh, I honestly, I mean, like behind the curtain, um, the one show that I'm currently voicing in, I am also helping with um, promotions. So I was swamped with a meeting the day we were supposed to record. So that was the main reason why I couldn't make it out to our normal recording day. And then it was just also a really long weekend beforehand. So. Needed to recuperate. Hey, it's all good. Recuperate I mean, and... Hey, Earthworm, Earthworm came through. It was, it, was, uh, it, it was still a fun episode. It was uh, actually a really fantastic episode. Um, I I do love me some Black Clover, so it was dope to hear you guys talk about it. And uh, yeah, and while I was away, a uh, special announcement for the people who may not follow us on social media. We have officially made it over 2,000 listens. Let's Yay. go. Yes, that is uh, the grind true. is real. We are officially over 2,000 listens, so thank you to everyone who listens to this. You know, a uh, day it comes out, a month it comes out, whatever. Whoever listens to it, thank you, of course. And, you know, to all our amazing people. If you want to join us in the conversation of all things talk and anime, you can join us at our Discord link below in the notes. Uh, Sky, what are we talking about this week? Well, this week we are we are starting our a little mini a little mini series that we're gonna do. The uh, I believe it's the next to this week and then the next two weeks after. So these three coming episodes will be a bit of a Makoto Shinkai review. Um, Shinkai is a famous uh, director of movies, and he's known for. Probably Your Name is his most well-known uh, film. And over the next three weeks, we will be discussing and reviewing Garden of Words, which we'll be doing today. And then the next two are Your Name and Weathering With You, the last one I am particularly excited for. So uh, look forward to that. These next three episodes will be hopefully very good. I'm very excited about this, as Shinkai is my favorite director. Mm. And I'm I'm really excited to uh, watch some more anime movies because, uh, as everyone knows, my track record isn't the greatest for anime movies. Um, obviously, I have <laughs> seen watched, like two, right? <laughs> I have seen anime tie or anime movie tie-ins with. I've seen all the Dragon Ball Z movies. Um, I have seen all the Bleach movies. I've seen all the Inuyasha movies. Seen all the Naruto movies. I have seen anime tie-in movies, but I have not watched. 
a single movie until Akira. And as of right now, Akira is my number 10 uh, for um, anime movies. So hopefully it will change today when we talk about our uh, movie and, uh, you know, topic today. That is Garden of Words. So before we do that, obviously, Sky, um, what have you been watching and or reading? Uh, since Ooh. last time we talked. Yes, I'm excited about this because I actually get to get to talk about an anime for once. Oh <laughs> my god, Sky finally did it. He finally watched an anime. It's funny because I'm like one of the biggest weebs around. Like, <laughs> you can ask a lot of people, and if you say like who's the biggest weeb, you know, a lot of people will probably say me. Um, but. I've been slacking a lot recently. Um, I don't know. Have I have I had an anime to talk about that wasn't a seasonal show in like the past month? No. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so, yeah, because I'm usually the one who has to carry us through that segment because I'm constantly watching something anime. I can add stuff to the seasonal discussion. Oh, once but... in a while. No, I watch the seasonals, but the seasonals are especially this season, oh, they're so there's a lot of them. So, so it like fucking good they're all fucking good right now it keeps me really busy though i know Um, same here but recently uh right now i am this is gonna sound kind of strange i'll try to make this sound not weird i am on a crime kick right now uh i'm not committing crimes much (laughs) but um wanking wanking (laughs) it to lolly porn still counts as a crime in the lord's eyes sky I mean, technically, that's just just wanking it at all, right? I mean, yeah, that is true. <laughs> Pleasure without another is wrong. That's what I learned in the Bible, I think, probably. <laughs> I um, never read it, so you're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> Fair enough. So, um, I, I'm on a I am on a crime kick at the moment. Which a little bit of a backstory. Uh, I was on the Nintendo eShop the other day, and I was just looking for a cheap game, and I noticed that there was a game. That was on sale for $6, and I was just like, you know what? Sure, I'll buy it. And that is, it's called Lego City Undercover. It is a it is a Lego game. Oh, God. Which, it's not something I thought I would ever play. Sky okay, because I don't, I don't, I don't like Lego games. I used to love Legos, but Lego video games aren't my, aren't really, they're not really my thing, man. I don't know. But this one, I looked up some reviews. People are like, it's basically Lego Grand Theft Auto. So I was like, okay, sure. I'll get it. So I got it. And I've been playing it. And it reminded me how much I've always loved the looks at like crime and like the idea of going undercover and that type of thing. I've always always loved loved that idea of following of a story is like going into like the crime situation and like i think that's why i like death note because the the back Mm. and forth between say cops or detectives and criminals and terrorists so i'm just like sure uh now i'm really i'm really at the moment really interested in that type of thing so because of that i've decided you know what i'm just gonna find a bunch of different crime type of anime detective that type of stuff and watch those because normally that's not stuff that i would really seek out so i've only gotten to one but this week i watched zankyo no terror or terror in resonance if you want to 
say the English one. This show is it it didn't actually scratch the itch I was looking for because <laughs> it was it was quite different from the uh, the very just like criminal de- uh, detective show that I was looking for, but it was still very good. It, the main characters are a group of terrorists and there is a it gave me kind of death note vibes a lot less supernatural but still good kind of a back and forth between the our group of terrorists and uh the police slash detective agency trying to uh hunt them down and dude it was a it was a good show and i i have a sucker for the for the stereotypical character that is like the um the genius old like not super old but like i don't know 40 the 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 genius uh detective who uh is the only one who can properly solve the riddles or come up with the the answers or find the the the, the villains you know i am a i'm a sucker for that type of character the one who everyone in the police force turns to because they're just kind of like dumbfounded they're like what does this mean and this guy always knows what's up but he has to think about it and he's the one in the cat and mouse chase i've always been a sucker for that type of character and he was done really well in this show so I don't know, man. I mean, it it, it it does touch on a couple touchy subjects, as in, you know, the main characters are terrorists, but I really liked it, man. It was cool. good. Cool. Um, I think another one people tell me is not too bad for stuff like that is um, Ghost in the Shell. I heard, I've heard mixed reviews about Ghost in the Shell, obviously, because, I mean, like all anime from, you know, older times and everything else, they're really mixed with reviews, but like, I've heard some good things about Ghost in the Shell, so if you're into like some like cop kind of thing, that might be an idea. And it's like futuristic uh, cyberpunk kind of stuff too. Ghost in the Shell is one of those things that I've never had interest in whatsoever. Mm. I I think at this point I want to stay away from it just for <laughs> me being stubborn. Yeah. Uh, I think I think the one I'm gonna try next is Paranoia Agent. That's a that's a classic. Mm. I I've heard. Um, I think that's probably the one I'm going to go for next. And I also would like to finally try to dig my teeth into Psychopaths. I've tried to watch Psychopaths two or three times. God. Maybe now that I'm on a crime kick, I can actually get into it and watch it. That, yeah, that's one of those shows that um I've always heard people say, yeah, season one was really good, but season two sucked. And it's yeah, it's the different director. Earthworm mm. is very passionate about <laughs> about the director change and it being bad. Um, I can't say for certain. Um, oh, and one more is Black Lagoon. I think the ones that I want to focus on checking out right now in the immediate future is Black Lagoon, Psychopath, and Paranoia Agent. Probably those are the ones specifically, especially Paranoia Agent and Black Lagoon, because those are ones that people claim are classics that I haven't gotten to yet. So I should probably get to them while I while I have the ability to Mm. with my because because if I don't want to watch something, I'm not going to I'm not if I'm not feeling it, I will not watch it. Yeah, no. um, Yeah, I I feel you on that. Uh, There's been uh, times that it's one of those shows that I mean, like. One of the shows that I watched recently was one of those that everyone was telling me, oh, the first season's really good, and the second season's okay, but the third season is when it trails off really bad. So, you know, you got you got to go off of, you know, you got to watch things for your own, 
you know, amusement than what other people say, because you never know. You might be like me and you might find entertainment in the smut world that is fan service. <laughs> well, Mitch, what have, what have you been watching? I feel like that's a decent enough segue. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Did I mention it the last time I was on that I finished Grimgar? Or was that when we attempted to record, I mentioned it? I think that was the, the attempt, the fail. That yeah, was, okay. That was miserable <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know, as no one does. Yeah. Um, we did try to record an episode mm. last week. Yes, 30 we minutes in, Mitch's Discord crashes, and oh boy, that was just yeah. like half an hour of wasted discussion. Yeah, yeah, it was. And so, yeah, um, I watched Grimgar of, uh, since... Uh, Sky and uh, Unseen from our East Sky episode were strongly suggesting me to watch this. I decided mm-hmm. to actually do it. And I have to fucking say, I really want a second fucking season. I fucking loved it. and <laughs> You and everybody else, bud. I, I, I came across the video where someone called it the most realistic isekai. Um, it is to yeah, date it's a very compared to date. a lot of the other isekais that are thrown out there, like some of the other ones that I have been watching recently as well. Um, obviously, next mm-hmm. to the seasonal uh, grind, I'm all caught up on uh, Tokyo Revengers. I'm gonna get caught up on Join tomorrow, and I'm gonna binge a bunch of anime throughout the week. And obviously, have you started Vivi yet? I am going to be starting Vivi probably tomorrow. How have you not started After Vivi? I, get, dude? I want to get Joran caught up first because I'm like halfway <laughs> through the uh, episode nine, no, episode eight of Joran. And it just, they just had their <laughs> epic, they had their fucking awesome fight. And I was like, oh, I was like, I know why I like this show. Still not I my number one I show. Don't know, I don't know why you like that show. <laughs> I, I mean, mm. it's, it's just. I like action shows, and I just I love visuals, and the show is very visually please, uh, aesthetically pleasing for me. So <laughs> compared to what I, I I'm not sure watched. what's wrong with your eyes, but okay. I wear glasses. So does that tell you? I'm partially blind. Do you did you wear your glasses when watching yes. the show? Yes. Yes. I did. Okay, you're you're a lost cause. You can't be <laughs> saved. Um, obviously, yeah. Um, and then I, uh, a couple of days ago, I just finished um, Shield Hero. Um, and I had to say, that was a really good fucking anime, too. I really enjoyed mm. it, and I am stoked for the second season. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut on this one. <laughs> well, not enough, I don't need to make not every lollies. fan base mad. I, I feel like at this point. Sky, that's the problem. <laughs> Unlike no, the dude, other Fee- show, dude, Philo was the worst character in that show. What are you talking about? Un- un- Disgusting. Unlike, unlike Disgusting. The, unlike the other show that I'm currently watching with my wife right now, and that is the lovely <laughs> show known as Death March to a Parallel World Rhapsody. <laughs> There's too many lollies in That's that show. That's what I... Okay, <laughs> I literally turned to my wife after he got his like seventh <laughs> lolly, and I'm like, how many more lollies is this guy going to have? This is like Sky's wet dream, a harem of lollies. Mm, no, 
That just makes me uncomfortable. You I mean, say that. the you one with that. the pink hair, man, dude. Oh, she she's gets so she annoying. gets naked far too often. <laughs> yeah, she does. It's weird. It's weird. <laughs> Every other scene, you just look at her. She's just naked. It's, it's like, girl, girl, put some freaking pants on. What the? <laughs> yeah, don't no, make no sense, bro. It is. Don't make no weird. sense, bro. I I am still <laughs> waiting for the episode to hook me. I have a feeling that it is going to be too late before it hooks me and then i'm gonna be like this show is a waste of my time but death I... march to the parallel world rhapsody only gets worse the farther along it goes i mean i'm episode god damn i'm episode eight or nine right now mm-hmm. it just keeps getting worse i guarantee you uh death march is a weird thing because that the show is not good it is it is as generic as an isekai can possibly be but it's it's easy to watch at the beginning. Mm. Like, I don't know. I've seen the beginning of it a couple times just because sometimes I just don't want to watch anything. I'm just like, I just want to, you know, I just want something. And I just like, I'm feeling isekai, but I don't want to start a new one or whatever or get one that's intense. So I'll just, sometimes I'll just turn on Death March because the the first couple episodes are just super easy to watch. Just like generic isekai garbage that is, is can be enjoyable as long as you just watch the beginning. But the farther along you go, it just... It you lose all hope for it, man. And it's, then it and then it it's be- not, yeah. And then it becomes a collect the lolly game, you know. Thing is, it's not as bad. Like there are some isekai that are horrendous, dude. Like mm. irredeemable. Like at times, this isn't that. It's just kind of boring and not great. And the mm. production values kind of you know the production's all over the place. So I mean. It's not good, but it's not impossible to finish. Yeah, I just I'm just looking for a good isekai, you know? That's all I want is just a good the, isekai. There's a lot of good isekai, but as I need you I'm I'm <laughs> progress through them, you start running out and you start noticing that the disconnect between the good ones and the bad ones. I'm still waiting very I'm still big. waiting on there's my a... list there, Sky. The last good what one you list? gave me I don't was know what you're talking the about. last good one. The last good one you gave me was no game, no life. I need more. I gave you two. I gave you two isekais don't, that were good last time. Okay? You cannot tell me that Devil's a part timer is an isekai. You're wrong. What do you mean? It literally is. It's it's what we in the business like to call a reverse. Oh, sorry. Isekai. It's a reverse isekai. Oh, but it's an isekai. My. It's the the definition of isekai is well. I mean, isekai literally means another world. It is where characters from one world go to a different world, and that's where the story takes place. In this situation, it just happens to be that they come to ours instead of going from ours you can't come you can't say it's not an isekai do, do you do you think just, that it has I just to be a fantasy make, world just, that they go to no i just wanted to watch I you squirm. fight that's you all it was. i just wanted to watch you <clears> squirm. that's okay i will i i get i get very butthurt <laughs> no i i i think yeah no right, which De- i am devil's, i'm always right yeah no devil's part time was definitely a really good uh a good show i did actually enjoy it and i'm i'm stoked that there's gonna be another season honestly Dude, you got it easy. You watched I know, it right? after the second season was announced. Like, bro, come on. Uh, I've waited uh, years uh, for this. You, so did everybody else who watched it the fir- or when it first was airing. Guess what, suckers? I waited for the season or two to get announced. Then I watched it. 
What a piece of shit, bro. I am, you know. I accept Fuck it. off. <laughs> <laughs> and um, obviously, I do want to do some uh, random... Uh, uh, I did, obviously, manga reading. I am caught up on um, my elusive samurai manga. Uh, I still have to wa- read the last chapter that came out of uh, Candy Flurry. And I started reading uh, Kaiju number eight. I'm only like halfway through the first uh, chapter, though. And, you know, yeah, it it's literally just like a bunch of Kaiju monsters. And it's like it's like tack on Titans. But instead of Titans, it's Kaijus. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't sound like something I would enjoy. <laughs> Again, I'm I'm not that far into it. It might change, but from what I've seen so far, it very much feels like an attack on Titan, but with kaiju's. Obviously, someone will probably say something. Doubt it, but you know, in case someone wants to go onto our Discord and blast me for insulting the uh, the greatness that is Attack on Titan, or you know, the potential goodness that is Kaiju Number Eight, join our Discord and uh, you know, at me out there. You know, uh, I'm uh, at me as I'm your senpai now, you know, on uh, Please, if you ever want to get on the Discord and just start insulting Mitch, I will gladly join I will, Sky, we're still got to get the uh, credentials together for us to shit on your uh, top favorite anime. Oh, yeah. You want to be the punching bag, so, you know. Yeah, we talked about my top 10 with Som, but the problem is Som is just so nice that it's like it doesn't it's not the same as like getting people that actively want to crush my soul, you know? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and get Matt on. I'm going to try and get Gachi to come on. I'm going to get some other people who want to just shit on your taste in anime, you know, have a good old fashioned uh, shit on Sky. You know? Get the most soulless bastards in here and then we should be good. Okay, is that everything you've been watching and reading? I'm gonna take that as a yes. Um, yeah, that's about it, really. Um, yeah, like I said, seasonal watching. Oh, and I uh, started watching uh, Tokyo Ghoul. I forgot to mention that. <laughs> and that's uh, that's been interesting watching that for sure. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's just about it. Yeah, I agree. I don't think we need to talk about Tokyo Ghoul at all. It's Tokyo Ghoul. <laughs> it's Tokyo Ghoul. There's there's been it's podcasts that talk about it. I'm just watching it because people were talking about it. And it's like okay. And also, uh, yeah, we should be going on to our fan question. Uh, we did get a fan question from uh the lovely uh interwebs. Uh, sorry, I do not currently have uh your name up. But it is one of our followers on Instagram, so shout out to our uh, follower on Instagram. Wow, what a piece Obviously, of shit. Uh, you don't even have their name, like, bro? I am sorry, I can't memorize this shit. Man. Give me a minute, let me let Shout me out to this Instagram. person. Yeah. Sorry that Mitch doesn't know who you are. I love I you anyways. Sorry. It's okay. I will I always sorry. remember you, even if I don't know your name because I don't have Instagram. <laughs> I mean, so I kind of shot myself Instagram. in the foot on that one, but <laughs> I only have Instagram for the show, and that's really it. So, uh, well, read us the question. Oh, it's loading. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> damn, dude, we're recording, and you can't even get this shit right. Uh, I am professional as shit. Can't you tell? Yes, professional yes, I can. As shit. 
Um, it's just it was basically just asking us. Um, <laughs> Is it still not loaded? If, uh, I'm not getting anything showing up because Instagram's a fucking tool and deletes these things after a day maybe your internet is just garbage bro of course i will i will shout out the instagram follower next week when i actually have it or i will do a shout out somewhere don't worry i'll get there um basically asked us uh, our views on the relationship between the two main characters uh that is the topic of our discussion today um, their relationship, the age gap between them uh, in a Japanese uh, lens versus a North American lens. Which uh, we'll basically get to in the discussion, yeah, I'm we're, sure. We're, uh, that, yeah. It is a good segue to just start the review, though. So um, we will tackle this question uh, later on in the review when it gets more to that. But I guess we should uh, start it by giving a description. What do you think? Yeah, Sky, uh, you go ahead since you're the one who strongly suggested that we do these movies. Gladly. And you're going to be doing the editing. So, yeah, if the yes, show sounds, um, if there's any audio issues, um, just saying it was not me who edited this time. So if there's any problems, you can at Sky on mm-hmm. Twitter. Feel free to just let me know that I do a much better job at editing compared to Mitch. I will gladly take the praise. And if you guys, uh, if it does sound better and you want Sky to edit it uh, going forward, uh, yeah, we will uh, arrange that so Sky can edit the show instead of me. <laughs> okay, so today, as mentioned, we will be talking about the Makoto Shinkai film, The Garden of Words. That's that's really what it is. So this film follows oh, yeah. a high school boy by the name of let me check his name real quick because I forgot uh, <laughs> Takao uh, ta- uh, Akizuki uh, Takao. So this yeah. is a high school boy, and he has given himself a a rule right where he he's very lonely, and he says to himself that he is allowed to skip school when it rains. So. He when it when it's raining, he wakes up and he goes to this very beautiful beautiful park. He sits at a gazebo and he draws. He works on his passion, which is making shoes. And while one of these mornings, when he goes to this gazebo, he meets a lovely older woman by the name of Yukino Yukari, and she, as we find out later, is a, actually a teacher at his school, which he does not know. And they meet up at this gazebo, at this park, every single time that it is raining. And they start to grow a bond over time as they slowly interact with each other, kind of get to know each other while really not 
knowing much about the other person. And it just kind of goes from there. This movie is only 45 minutes long. And in that, it tells a an almost an almost heartbreaking story uh, through throughout this film and this film is told very much through the visuals more than anything else and mm. like i said it is it is beautiful shinkai has a very of a, a very distinct style in a lot of his films of doing a lot of photorealism where Sometimes you'll see these scenes and you could swear that it's just the most beautiful picture you've ever seen taken oh, yeah. with a real camera and they just kind of like put these characters into them. They're these environments are so good and it only gets and it only gets better as like the next movies that he that he's made. So, uh that's that's a good description I think of the mm. of the premise of the film. Uh what do you what do you want to add to it, Mitch? Fuck. No, that was like the most, like the biggest selling point for me for this movie was how amazing it looked visually. Because there was moments where it shifted from 2D to almost like a, uh, almost like tiptoeing the line of like CG and 3D at times. It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell what which which parts of it are CG and which parts of it are just painstakingly drawn (sighs) 2D elements. It is so fucking stunning. Like the thing that I always loved was when they showed the background shots of the rain, and then it showed like the rain hitting the water, and it just it looked so real. It was just so. This is why I should really start watching movies because visually the movies are more. Um, astounding than um, you know like anime shows because obviously it's more of a budget um, probably smaller teams so they could you know fine tooth comb everything on top of the fact that it's probably like top grade animators uh, all those people involved in these and uh, it was just uh, mwah chef's kiss such a fucking astounding movie yeah this movie is more focused on like less focused on a plot compared to his next two movies your name and weathering with you it's more focused on feeling like emotions and atmosphere really Mm. telling a story like i said more visually than anything else and the plot's not really there there's not there's not really a plot but that's not a bad thing uh because it's not like nothing happens it's a slow burn story in the best way because like i said it's only 45 minutes long so it doesn't feel like it's dragged out but it is slow it's it's really difficult to describe in that sense because I mean, I don't know, man. Shinkai's a genius. He he loves his 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 romance stories that pull you, kind of maybe distract you a little bit with the different elements. But man, uh, this the movie's good. It it it's really good. Yeah, the other thing, the other thing I really loved the soundtrack too. The soundtrack to this movie was fucking amazing too. Oh yeah, and there's another thing that he does in this movie. There are three montages in this film, mm-hmm. which are 
moments when it just pulls all the sound away except for potentially some rain noises because you got to have rain noises in a movie focused around it's, rain. It's the theme of the movie, you know, so it's got to have aspects of rain in it. And it's know? got music and it just kind of like gives you these montages with these songs that very much pull out the emotions of the of the the part of the film that you're watching. It's going to be a more more piano heavy kind of like droopy in a sense if it's if it's a sad moment a very climactic moment like if it's like building up to the climax it's going to be more of a calm feeling and if it's at the climax the music is going to be a lot more intense while still having those like high hits of the piano to show just different elements piano is one of my Mm. most like probably one of my favorite instruments in terms of representing emotion because you can do so much with it and a lot of shinkai's films rely very heavily on piano focused music uh specifically when radwimps does the does the music because oh man we'll get to them in one of the future episodes but i love piano and it's used so well in this in this film to represent the emotions of the scenes hmm yeah, I know, and like it's just all around. It's just a really fucking good movie. You know, it's short. It doesn't drag on. Uh, visually, it's stunning. The characters are well written too. Like there, you get a healthy amount of character development. Um, for some of the characters, because when when our two uh characters are introduced, you start seeing them both. Um grow in different ways you know and uh it's just uh it's just really good just a really good movie yeah like i i really i think if it was the length of say his next two films i would probably be more hesitant to recommend it but mm-hmm. at the length of 45 minutes it's like I almost can't recommend it enough. Like it's it's the same length as if you watched two episodes of a, of a regular anime. Yeah. Like it is yeah, short. That's, that's... It is so easy yeah. to watch. It knocks it off your list and even if nothing else, it lets you experience some of Shinkai's um directing style or his the way he that he wants to portray visuals to you. And also it's just kind of a, a little bit of a heartbreaking story. It's it's got an mm-hmm. it's got some nice elements of like showing um how our main character, how Azi- Akizuki grows in this short period of time and also what Yukino has gone through. They're very different people and mm-hmm. yeah, I mean I I I I do I really do recommend it. But also this is something very interesting about uh makoto shinkai this man is in love with tokyo you will learn this as you uh go further on a little bit of backstory he's from out in the boonies that's why a lot of his stories are usually like that about someone from out the boonies wanting to go live in tokyo because that's kind of his story and uh it is very interesting how as the movies progress when he gets to tackle Tokyo as a city it is really interesting to see how beautifully he crafts this city he loves he loves Tokyo and you'll you'll notice how sure this takes place this garden of words takes place in a very small portion of Tokyo we mostly see 
this park. I'm not sure what park it is. We mostly just see this park, but we see a school and we see an apartment building. Then in the next movie, Your Name, we see a lot more of Tokyo. And then the one following, you just see so much of Tokyo rendered so beautifully. It's really interesting to see how as he has gotten been able to do more and more films over the years he's been able to really show his love for where he now now lives and i i just find that personally very interesting mm. yeah i honestly i haven't seen um all his movies or his movies so this is very much going to be um my first time experiencing uh these kinds of movies so, um, yeah, it's like I said, like, as of right now, like I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying it. And for, I felt the movie, it, it felt short, honestly, like you'd be sitting there. I, I, you know, I'd be sitting there watching the movie and I'm starting to really get into it. And then next thing I know is it's over. Like, it's just done. But it doesn't overstay its sitting- welcome. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's the nice thing. It doesn't overstay its welcome, but then I'm sitting there, I'm like I probably could have sat there for another forty minutes and enjoyed it still. I mean, that's why there's that's why he's got other films, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I do think that this is a really good film to dip your toes into Shinkai's works because like I said, it's short. It's short, it's easy to watch, and it really is a I like to think of it as like a taste test, a sample for what is to come in his other films. Hmm. Also, I'm not sure if you looked it up. Do you know off the top of your head, like, can you guess when this movie came out? Um, I am honestly just looking at the Wikipedia page right now and it says uh, 2013. His 2013 film. This movie is way more gorgeous than it had any right to be in 2013. 2013, like, we think about it, we're like, oh, that wasn't that long ago. But 2013 was quite a bit, quite a while ago. It was like, what, eight years ago or something like that? That was was a long time. And, like, a lot of anime didn't look very good (laughs) back then. I'm, I'm... Literally gonna look at a list right now to tell you what anime came out in 2013. Uh, so we had uh, seeing of one that we would have or that people may be aware of. I mean, I can oh, name shoot. I can name anime that have come out after Date Date yeah. Alive came out in 2013. Why is that the one you would pick? <laughs> but no, the, the thing on is, Titan came. Attack on Titan came out in 2013. Um, there are anime that have come uh, out afterwards that look yeah. so much worse. Yeah. And it really just comes down to, one, studio, and two, priority. But also, like we mentioned, a lot of times films have a much higher budget than other mm. than other things but also it, i i really i i cannot stress this enough but shinkai puts a lot of effort into making his films look a very certain way uh, his original films like they were short films the ones that he originally made he did all by himself and they still oozed this feeling of realism in in the environments and the rooms and stuff and that is why he's been able to make it so far yeah because like he clearly has a passion for filmmaking and 
you don't even have to know anything about filmmaking or film design or anything in order to see these and know whoever made this wanted this to be fantastic and really had a passion for this and it just you just feel it so much i'm i'm literally looking at the studio uh comics waves uh films and literally it is the place promised in your early days which was uh shinkai film Mm -hmm. um yeah it's he has his own five centimeters per second like you're i'm looking at all this and it's like they're all his films yeah yeah that's all they do all they do is 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 his films and it it makes sense like the the company is like as of 2014 they have a total or they're like 42.5 million yen like they've made movies Mm-hmm. You know, they made movies and they made money on those movies. I mean, Your Name was like the highest grossing yeah. film in Japan for so long. I mean, it really deserved it. I do think Weathering With You topped it, which we'll get to in the coming weeks, which I, I am so excited for. Honestly, Shinkai, this man, this is a man whose dick I cannot suck enough. Like, straight up, I freaking love this man and his work, dude. Oh, my word. Ugh. <laughs> So good. He he knows how to make films that just like hit me exactly when I need to experience them and exactly in the ways that I that I need them to touch me. You know, um, I th- I think I've watched specifically these these three films that we're going to discuss at a time when I needed to watch them more so the other two than Garden of Words. But it was still it was still something that I needed that I needed to see when I watched it. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, or, uh, so I have some notes here, um, taking during my, um, time watching the movie, um, beer and chocolate diet. So, um, uh, <laughs> not great. You has like a really shitty diet and it's of it. I'm assuming it's probably pure dark chocolate and cotton beer. And, um, my other notes is that there was a reference that she had a taste disorder that she couldn't properly taste certain things. So hence why her cooking was also shit. Yeah. That probably, I'm not sure if that's, ex- I mean, it's, it's a very br- like just brushed under the, under the, the yeah. thing. I'm not sure if that's actually like, she has a disorder or if it's mm. like, she's gone through so much. She treats her body so miserably. She drinks all the time that she just doesn't yeah. that at this point, she just treated her body so miserably that she can't really experience that much of like, you know, earthly pleasure like eating and drinking the tastes and stuff uh that's the way that i took it clearly she does she's been through a lot and she doesn't take care of herself and that's the way that i take it she takes she doesn't take care of her body and that has affected her in ways like she can't taste things properly you know yeah and i'm i think this is right i might have got this wrong so sky obviously fill me in um obviously she was a teacher at the school and uh she was quitting because she was being harassed by girls after they found out that she had the hots for one of the guys or something. Mm, no. Um, I, I could have. Yeah. So it was, I think it was third years or, or seniors. There were these girls and yeah. I think one of their boyfriends had the hots for her, but she, okay. Yeah. But she, was she wasn't about that, yeah. you know, cause she is, she is a respectable lady. She's like, no, mm. I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm not dating a high schooler. Uh, no. And they, yeah. So basically they started 
spreading loads of rumors and harassing her constantly, mm. basically to the point where everybody like in the area knew these rumors of what a horrible person she was, you know, she was, she's not actually, but it's, it's the, the curse of rumors. And when someone wants to ruin your reputation, if they have the power and they have the friends, they will do it and you will suffer. And that's, that's why she's gotten to this point where she skips, she skips work and also quits and it drinks so much is because she's dealing with constant verbal harassment and, the her reputation which isn't what it what everyone thinks it is but when you have everybody judging you regardless of if they are right or wrong it is not fun i can i can speak personally on that if everyone around you is judging you and you feel it and you know it and they make it clear it is not a fun situation to be in mm. yeah i know that stuff gets nasty because that's like the whole that's the whole me too movement right it's like a lot of that ruined a lot of people's lives. And that's essentially, you know, that's essentially what almost in a way this is, you know. But we're not we're not going to go and touch on subject matter like that. And we're going to move on and talk about our show. And obviously, um, I wrote down that um, there was a nasty storm. So, like, this, this rain that we see is like supposedly Tokyo's like wet season where it's raining uh, a lot. But like the near the last twenty minutes of the movie, there is a nasty ass storm, and obviously they get caught outside. Uh, they're over at by the water, the gazebo and stuff, and then they go off to her place. And as they're drying off, that's when our main character, uh, T- uh, Taco Takio, uh, admits he loves her. And then she shuts him down. I have to say I love this scene, though. I really do. This oh, is not your typical so anime confession scene. <laughs> oh, it would be really cringy if it was. Uh, You know, the typical anime confession scene is, oh, let's go out behind the school. Please talk to me. Oh, I love you. But no, it's not that. It's, you know, it's it, it's it comes right after a montage of them eating and, you know, drying off and just clearly both of them having such a good time because they get along, they get each other and they have this connection of both wanting to escape and having that singular place as their safe place. And they've just been through a storm and they're just chilling. And then it cuts away from the montage to them just kind of chilling. And he does it so casually. He just he just tells yeah. her like 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 anyone would tell someone if you've ever told someone for the first time, like actually said it like for the first time to this person that you love them. This is exactly how it goes. Like it's not this awkward melodramatic thing. It's just, you know, just kind of all of a sudden you just pop it out there. You're like, you know, I love you just so you know, you know, just kind of just in casual conversation. Just like I, I've learned you just tell them this and then you go from there and it's so it's so nice how real this moment is and she she turns him down like you said she shuts him down but she mm. this this moment slightly hurts but there is as we mentioned an age gap he's like 15 she's like 27 there is a big gap here but they do really get along with each other and she just says no mm. it's not yukino it's miss yukino just very yeah. so casually that's the interaction he says i love you and she says please don't call me by my first name you know it's mm. it's it's casual it's real and it kind of hurts because you know you feel yeah. their connection but you know there's a lot of things about the situation that aren't 
okay. Like he's a, he's a high schooler. She's moving. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't do it. You know? Yeah. And, um, obviously, uh, he gets up after being, um, completely shut down. He goes, I'm going to leave. He goes and changes into his still damp clothing and leaves. And then she has like her realizing moment. Well, she starts crying. She basically, yeah, she starts crying and realizes, um, about their relationship and she wants, you know, to have him in her life in some form or another. And she chases after him. This sequence is so powerful. It is because she, you just watch her and she's sprinting down and it's like, you can see her slipping downstairs. She didn't she even bother. She takes a tumble down. She didn't stairs. bother to put her shoes on, man. Yeah. She needed she... To, to talk to this man, dude. He dipped and she yeah. said, hell no, I'm after yeah. this sucker, dude. I got feelings and I got to say shit. And she just, she's fucking booking it. And, you know, she gets like before him and falls down the stairs. She gets up, shrugs it off. Like, uh, it's nothing. Gets up and keeps running. Runs into our boy, and uh, he basically flats out says that he hates her, but he like, doesn't. Just he doesn't hate her. her, and it's and I love this. Mm. It's so real because it's the it's it's the human instinct to say if you tell someone that you love them, they instantly reject you so hard that you're like, I don't love you. I don't know why I said that. I hate you. It's so real. Mm. It make these characters are so freaking real man and this he he hits her with a really intense just spilling his heart out in anger and sadness uh-huh. uh just and i don't want to say monologue but he just basically just spills everything like no i should have seen this coming you know i'm a stupid little kid and you know that i can't do anything right why did you ever make me feel like i actually could and at the very end of him just spilling out all of his all just all of his feelings she just bursts out into tears and says no it's not true and she just runs up and hugs him like right after flat out rejecting him she's like no i i am being bad right now i everything you said about me could be true but it's not and this moment of she just runs up hugs him they're both crying and it just kind of the camera pans away showing you just how small I, I take this as showing you how small they are in the grand scheme of things. But while at the same time with the rain pouring down with their tears pouring from their eyes, that even though they're small and the world is so big, they really have their own problems that are as big as the world to them in this moment. And it's really powerful. I cry every time mm. I see that scene, man, when she starts crying, when he starts crying, I start crying. Yeah. And then uh, they have a nice hug, and uh, essentially the movie just does the, it pulls back, and then you just see, like, random shots, and it's credits. That's essentially the end of the movie. Is <gasps> Wait, did you not watch have... through the credits? Oh, fuck, there was, cre- I did not know there was end credit no! scenes. <laughs> That's why uh, you were saying okay. that you were mad that they got together. I'm like, no, you didn't watch after credits? I didn't. Uh, so Sky, tell us what happens after the mid credit or or during the credits. I fucked up on that one. <laughs> okay. After- I saw credits. I saw credits and I'm like, oh, the movie's over. It's not a big deal. I'm going to just go back to what I was doing. I didn't realize that there was more. Damn it. 
Yeah, after credits. Um, well, the credits are also very nice. It's a very calm song mm. as you just see the yeah. rain pouring down, you know? So I always just like laying down and just like, you know, I watched this movie. I'm kind of emotional now. I'm just going to let this rain wash away my emotions and let me calm down. But this, this, this <laughs> soundtrack is definitely one of those like you just lay in bed, you have the soundtrack playing and you just lay there and you look up at the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And you contemplate life. It really is. It's very calming, like I was talking about earlier with the piano. Mm. So good. But after the credits, uh, you get it's, and it's like a, it's like not even a minute. It's like maybe a minute long scene. It's very. There's kind of a a little bit of a monologue of our main character, you know, just kind of talking about how he is as like like the winters the winter comes and as he puts on. Uh, more layers as time goes on he feels more he like misses her more you know it's 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 the thing of like he 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 misses her because she is gone as she told him she did move she's now out we're in her hometown being a teacher there not dealing with everything she dealt with in tokyo and they have gone their separate ways it shows him he is very heartwarming scene to me personally he goes back to the gazebo and what does he do? He on the bench where they always sat. He puts down his homemade shoes that he made for her. A big part of the movie is that he wants to make shoes, and she helps him. She lends him her foot for the measurements for him to be able to make these shoes that he's wanting to make. And he finishes them, and he goes and he sets them down in the gazebo, in the place where they spent their time together, and he walks away. And that's basically the end of the movie but it's 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 almost bittersweet because it shows that they've gone their separate ways they now are their own individual people they don't need each other but they will always remember each other and it's really powerful i really do like the end of the movie Mm. yeah no i really wish i saw that and you know you know someone walked by and like oh that's a nice pair of shoes and they lifted those shoes. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I, that's probably what he was hoping, you know? I mean, like, he made... Yeah, someone he, take these shoes, please. He made them... Too many memories. He made them for her, but he doesn't need to give them to her. It's the fact yeah. that he made them, and now that part of his life is done. He's able to move on. He's able to go forward. He doesn't need those shoes And she doesn't need those shoes. This was a small portion of their lives in the grand scheme of things. And that's behind them now. Someone else can have those shoes. Someone else can make those shoes a part of their life going forward. Mm. That's in his past. And now he can move forward. Find somebody else to love. All right. So, Sky, how about we take the time and actually answer that question? Uh, So if they actually got together at the end of the movie... Do you think it would have been weird for a 15-year-old boy to be dating a 27-year-old woman? Okay, I have to elaborate on this because we discussed this before recording. So I think Mm. the age gap of 15 to 27 can indeed be very strange and concerning. Cats in the cradle in the silver stain. Emphasis on can, though, because I think that this very much has to do is is it's very circumstantial. I think it depends on the people and the circumstance is circumstances involved in these people and their relationship. Now, mm. 
specifically for the discussion of this film, if they had ended up together, I don't, I, I wouldn't be mad. I don't think that age difference would bother me because in here's why he is very mature. Like one of the things that, that he, the reason why he hates school is because it's full of kids. It's, and it, he's not like mature in a stuck up way. Like, Oh, I'm so much better than all of these stupid teenagers. Ew, it is. <laughs> I read at a third. I read at a fifth grade level while you peasants are still reading at a second grade. <laughs> yeah. It's not. A lot of people are like, I am so mature like that, but no, 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 no. He just <laughs> wants to be a part of working society. He doesn't like, mm. he wants to pursue his passion in making shoes and he feels the the time spent in school doing school things is pointless and i i really resonate with that i completely i completely feel it man and uh, and she is kind of the opposite she's she wishes life was simpler she's she's at a point so close to breaking man she like like she's skipping work she's getting harassed by the students who are 15 years younger than her she's mm. drinking at the park in the morning downing beers eating nothing but chocolate she's she is at her lowest probably maybe the lowest she'll ever be in her life and she needed someone to pull her out of this and this place this gazebo in the park in the rain where she met our man akizuki he is the person who pulled her back into reality he's mature and she needs someone who can be her rock. And that's exactly what he was. He gave her reason to keep going, even if it was a mostly platonic relationship. He has feelings mm. for her in a different way than she has feelings for him. But they both really love each other. And I think that if they had ended up together, I wouldn't be mad. Sure, there's a big age difference, but... As they get older, that wouldn't matter. It's only a big deal right now, but he doesn't act like a kid, and I don't really have a problem with it because of who they are. Mm. What do you yeah, think? No, sure. I'm probably going to be alone I, in this. I don't I'm think on, a lot of people will have my opinion here, but... I, I'm... Age... Age is a, a number, honestly, you know? Like, sure, if it's like you're robbing the cradle kind of situation yeah then it's kind of weird you know if you're like 40 and he's like 15 yeah that's questionable <laughs> that's, that's a little okay, bit that's worse. that's you know that's questionable but like 27 it's eh, you know obviously we are and you know we're gonna be a lot of people are gonna be like well that's not right you're they entitled to your own opinion yeah, on top of the fact that these characters weren't sexual whatsoever in this entire fucking movie. So it's not weird. Dude, the closest that I got and it became... was a hug. And I love yeah. hugs. If you ever want to give me a hug, please give me a hug. Please hug me. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, that's the most intimate thing they did was hug. And, and it wasn't even yeah. in a romantic way. That was in a, I'm yeah. crying, you're crying, we need to work this out. This is, we care about each other and we need to, we need to come to terms, you know? It was, it was slightly romantic, but overall just emotional. Yeah, it was just, um, uh, they had a strong emotional bond. That's all it was. Mm -hmm. And if they got together, yeah, it would have been weird, but, you know, it's weird in chi uh, 
Japan too with their age things they allow. So you know, to each their own. <laughs> and <laughs> to uh, each their own. <laughs> exactly, to each their own. And with that, Skyzer, anything else you want to talk about the movie or uh, what you thinking? Um, I think I have touched on everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I think I think I've really really talked about it enough. Uh, mm. I I'm excited for these next two weeks to discuss your name and whether. Oh yeah, I'm I'm definitely excited to uh, check out. So we're doing what are your name next yep your name's the next movie and then the week after that we'll be weathering with you uh feel free to watch along people watch watch them with us Mm -hmm. and listen for the discussion that's why i wanted to tell you ahead of time what we will be doing because i think it'll be especially if you don't know the spoilers for your name or weathering with you please don't spoil yourself and watch them first so that you can be a part of the discussion and if you have any opinions on any of these movies i'd love to talk about them in in the mm. discord please hit me up and, and if we've got time i would i'd be willing to hop into uh you know a voice chat and just like discuss it there if you want to because i mean yeah. i love shinkai's films and i love specifically these three movies and mm. i'm always down to have a conversation about them and yeah and if you guys wanted to check out this movie i know in canada it is available on Netflix and High Dive. I do not know uh, about the states. It is. I know it's available on Netflix uh, in America because that's where I watched it. I haven't checked High Dive. I, I but watched it, it on Netflix. Is also too. available on High Dive. But did you watch the dub or the Japanese? That is a good question. Uh, dub. Mm. Dub. I really wanted to watch the Japanese, but when it turned on, it was just the dub. I'm like, I'm going to let it go because that way I could focus on watching the movie and then also writing down notes, too. I really think the best way to watch Shinkai's films is English, specifically because you get to really immerse yourself in the world that is created with these visuals because he really really makes the this world immersive with with the visuals and i think if i'm focused on reading subtitles it it's a lot more difficult for me to really take in the beauty of what is being shown to me yeah it, how did you like think the dub was there there has there has been some mangakas that actually said that they prefer the dubs over subs because it gives the fans time to appreciate their artwork you know mm-hmm, yeah and how did you how did you feel and, the dub was done in this movie I thought it was really well. Like the the English cast is actually pretty pretty fucking good. My only complaint is Akizuki. I think that he did a fantastic job, and I really mm. can't complain. The only thing is, I I just have to like get over the fact that he is a <laughs> the the voice of someone who sounds like twenty four, twenty five, twenty six. Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing is that like. Maybe it would have been better if they had a female voice actress play him. No, just you someone know. like Justin Briner, someone with a with with a more I don't know a younger sounding voice. You know, mm. that's the only thing. I think that he did a very good job, uh, playing the character. I think he killed it, mm. but it's just the fact that more youthful that his voice more doesn't voice, sound you know? his age. And like, sure, people my age, people younger than me have deeper voices sometimes but 
it's a, there's certain qualities that just like this guy had that just made him sound like you can probably guess his age when he was there. I'm thinking 26. He was probably about 26. That's how he sounded. And I just had to, I just have to push that away. But Yukino, the voice actress for Yukino. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, Fantastic. dude. She destroyed so it, bro. Oh, she really sold that Who character so much for me. Her voice actress. Who was it? I don't know. I've not looked up the uh, cast. Give me for this one second. I am this looking movie. it up right now. Might as well do that before we do call it a quits. So, our English cast was Blake Shepard for um, uh, Akazui. Or, uh, blah, 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 um, uh, and um, then we had da, 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 uh, Maggie Falcon. Oh my god, her name is weird. <laughs> what? Uh, I'm da, 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 da. she. I'm trying to find someone who she would have played. Jeez, uh, because she um she played in Log Horizon. She was in that show. Wait, she was um, who? Yes, uh, Mar- Marielle. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't know this. I okay. I can. I can, I can picture it in my mind. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's and uh, kind of weird for me, but okay. Yeah, and uh, if again, if you guys wanted to watch this, it's on Netflix. It's on High Dive, and um, your name, Sky. Where can people possibly find your name if they want to watch it uh, with us or before us? I wish that I <laughs> that I looked this up personally. I have it purchased on Amazon. Now, I know some people don't like to buy Amazon movies digitally, which is understandable because you you might not have it. But for me in the States, I'm not sure where it is other otherwise, but you can rent it on Amazon for a week for like three dollars if you just want to uh, if you just want to rent it. It's it's not expensive to rent on Amazon. And if you're like me, who supports the uh, overlords, that is uh, Funimation. Supposedly, it is found on Funimation. I think that's only trailers. I'm, that's 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 why I bought it I'm, on Amazon. I'm look. I'm looking up right now. I fucking hope it's not. Mm-hmm. It is unfortunate that anime films are very difficult to get access to here in the West. Um, uh huh. Uh huh. But you usually gotta you gotta usually sail the seven seas for some sometimes for most of them. Mm-hmm. But yes, I would like to. I, I just want to point out uh, for going forward with these two movies. Like I I watch uh, your name with Amazon. I, I you can rent it for like three dollars and HBO Max hosts uh, weathering with you at the time. So if you would like to watch these two films, those are the best ways that I personally have found to to watch them and. You might not have HBO Max. Not everybody does, but you could do a free trial and then watch watch Weathering with you. But uh, Mitch, we haven't actually discussed one thing before we, before we wrap this up. We need to talk about our okay. ratings of the movie. Oh yes, of course, our ratings. So Sky, I'm assuming you want me to go first, since it was my first time experiencing this movie. I'll go first. I'll give my rating, okay. and then you can give yours. And I'd like to hear where it stacks up against the other films that are that you've seen that are not tied to existing franchises. So I have so so far um we have um Akira and then we have what was that one movie we reviewed? Machia. 
Yeah, we had we had Akira and then or Akia, yes. Yeah, Makia. Makia when the promised flower yeah, Makia. blooms. Yeah, so uh as of right now, um Akira is top of my list and Makia is like dead center. So you're like filling out a top ten without ten movies? Yes. And <laughs> without ten anime movies, I'm slowly building my list of anime movies. We need to watch more more films. We I well, going forward, I want to more often uh do I've been more anime I've been films. finding I've been finding some movies on uh Funimation recently, uh doing some dives trying to find stuff. I have plenty of that, movies um, that we can that we I can would watch. love to to try and find something for us to And watch. there's also some that I, know I haven't I would, seen yet that we can discuss. I, I know I would love to watch something action-y. Because we're doing, like, what, three drama three, movies? Three romance action? dramas in a row. But, like, come yeah, on, so man. I need, so I need one action movie, at least. Uh, Okay, we should watch Boy and the Beast, then. <laughs> okay, I'll, I think it's on Funimation. I think I saw it on Funimation. We'll figure it out. Anyways, so I'll give my rating yeah. now so we can get ready to wrap this up. My rating of The Garden of Words is 8 out of 10. Which might seem a little bit low based on all of the, all of the praise I give it. But my love for the other two, for <laughs> Your Name and Weathering with You, is... I think it kind of pushes this one down just a little bit, but eight out of 10 is very good. And I, I don't know. I think if I tell you that this movie is an eight out of 10, you should still want to watch it. I think that's good enough. I'm, I'm debating putting it up to a nine, but I think at the moment I'm going to leave it at eight out of 10. I do love this film though. All right, Mitch. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, Again, uh, a quick reminder, I gave Akira a 10 out of 10. Uh, so it is currently in my number one spot for anime movies. Um, I cannot remember uh, exactly what I gave Makia, but right now it's like number five. Did you give it a seven? List. I think you gave it a seven or an eight. I think I gave it a seven. I gave it a seven or an eight, yes. So it's like top five, uh, Maki. And this movie this lovely movie garden of words is officially my number four with a total of uh as of us speaking or talking it over and me thinking back to watching the movie um originally i was going to give it a nine but i think i'm gonna give it an eight as well it's understandable i can't complain when it's the same rating that i give it and yeah it's just i'm yeah it's just like i said like I think lengthwise, I could have probably would have been down for like another 20 minutes. <laughs> you're movie, you're mad but... that it's not longer. <laughs> Usually people get mad about movies. They're like, oh, it was too long. If it was short, I'd like it more. I now love like, movies. It wasn't long enough. I love movies. So, so when I'm watching a movie and it's 45 minutes, I feel like it's been taken from me. I, I'm, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, I was talking that... to my cousin about this earlier today. I explained it to him because he'd never seen the movie. And I said, it's not a short film. It's a short film <laughs> but with that being said uh i also before we do go i want to give a podcast shout out uh to uh, uh actually um recently i was on the uh, filler academy podcast um the episode i believe didn't come out came out after when i was on my little bit of a break so uh, check out me on filler academy we talk about all fantastic things uh anime um 
uh, growing up in Canada because uh, myself and the two co-hosts at Filler Academy uh, are from the Great White North. So there was a lot of like common ground on us talking about some fantastic things. And um, the other one is the Otaku Host Club. Uh, I'm going to be on a future episode uh, with uh, some other fantastic guests. Had a blast with their show. Um, again, all their links will be down below. So my two podcast shoutouts are Filler Academy Podcast and the Otaku Host Club Podcast. Yeah, check them out. And with that being... Yeah! And with Mark. that being said, y'all just listened to the hashtag best worst anime podcast round. I have been Mitch. And I've been Sky. And we love you guys. Thank you for listening. We will see you guys next time on Talking Anime. Bye-bye.